Welcome to The Corey Lee Show, where our focus is on building leaders and transforming culture. My name is Corey Lee, and in each episode, I aspire to ignite something on the inside of you that encourages you to grow yourself and to make an impact on the world around you. Welcome to The Corey Lee Show. Welcome back to the Corey Lee Show, y'all. Today we got an awesome, awesome episode. This is going to be a great conversation. I uh, got two new friends, two new friends here with us that we're going to dive into. We got uh, Mr. Derek and Amy Weichel. They are uh, some amazing, uh, a couple amazing couple there living in Nebraska. Derek is actually an orthopedic surgeon, and Amy, her background is um, actually as a teacher but she now homeschools her four children. And I I love their passion. I love their heart. The thing that they are trying to do is uh, they have a ministry called Faithful Parent. And what they do is they provide parents uh, tools to help parents, free guides, blog posts, courses, uh, and even wrote a book to help parents be intentional about raising their children, developing a Christian parenting plan. And uh, what I love about that is you guys are making an impact in this generation, but future generations as well. And so I just want to say welcome to the Corey Lee Show, Derek and Amy. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, we're uh, excited to be here. Thanks for letting us join you. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Derek I, uh, and Amy, I'm sure you guys are busy. You got four children, writing books, doing the courses. And Derek is an orthopedic surgeon. So I know you guys are busy and that's where you're at right now. But kind of take us on that journey. Like, um, like, how did you guys get to where you are? Uh, and and I, I would, I'm sure we'll jump into this, but I would love to understand what what made you decide to jump into this lane. What what need you saw? So yeah, yeah take us on that journey. start. So um, I guess like you know when we first became parents, um, even before we wanted to be parents, we were just you know going along with like, okay, we want to have like well-rounded kids, you know, we want them to be close to Jesus, you know, that kind of thing. And we just went into it kind of not really knowing what we were getting ourselves into as most parents do. Um, and we were, you know, just kind of doing things the way that our parents did and the way that maybe others around us or the friends around us, maybe we read a few books, try to do a few things, um, just kind of here and there. And, um, when our youngest was born, our oldest, um, had turned five. So we had four kids age five and under, and it was very crazy. And I was in survival mode, um, just trying to, you know, get through the day. And um, from there, where do you want to go next? So yeah, so at that point, yeah, we were just busy, crazy, chaotic. Um, we read some parenting books here and there, but it, we were not doing a very good job of implementing anything we were reading in those books. Um, and so kind of fast forward and um, we had a, a, a co-worker of mine had a, a child who died suddenly. He was 14 years old, just a really healthy kid, just died really suddenly. And that started to get us thinking, oh, wow, you know, you never know how much time you're going to have with your kids. Are we really doing everything we can and should be doing um, to help point our kids to Jesus every day? So then we started doing a little bit more research as far as, hey, what can we be doing uh, as parents to make sure we are are doing this for our families, for our children? Um, through that research, we kind of found that there were two different um, two different groups of families or parents, if you want to put it that way. 
for one one group, uh, a lot of you know kids would grow up in a Christian home. They'd go to church every Sunday. Some you know some even go to a Christian school, um, Sunday school, which is all great. There's nothing wrong with that. But even with all that, there's still sixty to seventy percent of kids that are falling away from the faith when they move away from the house. And there's a small percentage, you know, that twenty to thirty percent that stay in the faith. And so we wanted to see, okay, well, what's the difference? Why do some kids stay in the faith? And why do 60 to 70% of these kids, even if they're going to church, Sunday school, Christian day school, why are they leaving? Um, and so we continued to do some research there. Um, about the same time when we were really trying to dive into uh, being more, uh, being better parents, we talked to, we have a coach that we talked to and we're talking to him about parenting. And he asked us a simple, profound question. He said, well, what's your plan? And at that point, we realized, okay, we're raising these children without really a clear plan for how we want to do it. So kind of taking all that into consideration, we realized that, you know, those families, those parents whose, you know, the kids stay in the faith long term, as opposed to those who don't, they're, they're the parents that are more intentional, really in all aspects of parenting. But really, the most important one is in that spiritual aspect. They're really um, taking on the responsibility for teaching their children God's word in the home, um, not just delegating it to the pastors, the teachers, the Sunday school teachers, but they're really taking that responsibility, want responsibility in their home and being intentional about it. So then that led us to start thinking, OK, well, if we want to be those types of parents, what does that look like? How do we do that? How do we come up with this plan? Um, so we did a lot of research online, couldn't really find anything to help us develop this spiritual growth plan or this parenting plan that we were looking for. So we went through this process of developing it on our own and uh, and came up with our own parenting plan, our own spiritual growth plan. And it really transformed our lives. So it was, uh, you know, we went from, like Amy mentioned, a life that was busy, chaotic, reactive to one that was a lot more um, fun, focused, um, peaceful, joyful. But most importantly, at that point, then we felt like, okay, well, we feel like, I mean, we can always do better, but we feel like right now we're doing everything we can be doing to help point our children to Jesus on a daily basis. And once we saw all those benefits and blessings, we're like, hey, this is something you know other families could potentially benefit from as well. Um, so we decided to kind of use this framework that we went through to create some of the resources you mentioned that will hopefully be valuable and beneficial for other families, other parents who want to be intentional in their, on their Christian journey as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's powerful. I love that. You know, when you were sharing that uh, old, a um, quote from the personal growth lane just popped into my mind and the quote is, you know, fail to plan and you plan to fail. Right. And I don't know if I've ever even thought about having a plan. You know, I'm a business professional and those kind of things and entrepreneur, we, we create plans for that and we create plans for other things, but never really thought about having a plan for our parenting and plan for our kids. And, you know, there's probably somebody listening who's like, what in the world does that look like? How in the world right. do you even start with that? Like, what does what a plan for your kids yeah. look like? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of explain the the framework that we used, and then Amy can maybe fill in a few details about you know what some things are included in our in our parenting plan, and especially the spiritual aspect of it. So the the first three things that we did, and that we you know want that we tell parents or families to do is first you know evaluate your current family life. What what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What's your family culture? Every family is unique, so you know some of, just because. 
your friend or your parents are doing did did things one way doesn't necessarily mean that's the best thing for your family. So look and see, okay, what's unique about my family? Once you've done that, then we've got um, a seven steps that uh, that we um, want them to go through, and it can be remembered by the acronym STEWARD, S-T-E-W-A-R-D. So the S stands for seek God. So that's the most important. What does God want me to do as a parent? Um, second one is T or uh, T, which stands for target or trajectory, just to um, make sure that you're on the same page as far as where you want to go as a family. That's one of the things Amy and I realized on this process is, you know, from anything for as far as education to discipline, there's a lot, we had a lot of different ideas about what we wanted to do as parents. So just making sure you're both on the same page. Um, the next one is the E, which stands for explore your options. So obviously there's a lot of different ways you can parent um, and every family is unique. So you should look at some of those options and say, okay, is, is the way we're doing things right now the best way for our family? Or are there other options out there that might be better? And then the W then is for write it down. Once you've had a chance to explore some of those options, look at your family, then write down your specific plan for your family. The A stands for action. So we just provide some easy steps that they can use to help implement that plan. Um, and then the R is for review and revise. Obviously, as your children grow older, as time passes, you'll gain more knowledge. Your family will change. Your kids will change. So you want to make sure that your plan is still applicable and relevant for that point. Um, and then the D then is for direct others. Um, when we tell parents that once they're on a good path, then it's important to help other parents who are maybe not quite as long, as far along as they are in their parenting journey. Um, so I'll let Amy kind of share some examples of what some of the things from our parenting plan and how that works in our life. Yeah. So one, like the first thing on our parenting plan, so like it's written down in, you know, paragraph form or bullet point form. Um, we, it's like the spiritual aspect. So what things do we want to be doing? You know, there's church on Sunday. Yes, that's important. But what about the rest of the week? You know, you want to be in God's word every day. And so we wanted to be intentional about that. So we incorporated God's word into our bot, like our bedtime routine. And so we added that like Derek does some with the kids. I do something separate with them. Then we also have our family worship time at our dinner time. Um, we also have family worship and it's nothing, nothing huge. It's just but a moment like points point your family to Jesus we do like a bible reading or devotion and we do like a Christian song or hymn and then we say a prayer together so um, we wanted to make sure we incorporated that in um, most nights of the week so we have that in our plan and and that's the spiritual aspect and then we also include other things like the education um, I mean, when we really looked at like the options for education, we discovered we were sending our kids to a Christian school, but we discovered homeschooling was the best for our family. And then we were also able to make sure that we we're doing the stuff in our spiritual plan then throughout the week. Um, and then some of the other things in our parenting plan were um, like technology use and um, why can't it discipline. Yeah, discipline. That's another important one, too, because, again, we weren't always on the same page, but now um, we're able to like, you know, cause kids will go back and forth between the parents and, and try to figure out which, how they can get around whatever, you know, like, well, dad said this and, you know, no. but instead we like to, um, we had a, an incident where our daughter was having issues hitting a couple of years ago. She would just not be upset with somebody and she would just hit them, you know, just automatic response. And so um, we said, if you physically hurt someone, you know, we had the consequence for it, but 
we didn't just come up with it arbitrarily. We just noticed that this was a problem. And so we talked about it um, with each other and with her and with all our kids. So they, they all knew it wasn't just for her, but we just noticed this was a problem here. And so we said, okay, if this happens, you're going to have to sit in your room um, after supper, um, just, just so you're away, from, like, so that you're away from the others and then write an apology letter and give it to the person that you, that you hurt. And it kind of gives them time to just think about like, oh, that probably wasn't a good idea. And I can't be doing what I want to be doing right now. And so that, that happened a couple of times, you know, cause they always test the boundaries and, but now it's, it's not as much of a problem and ever since, you know, like you just have those boundaries and you enforce them. And then it also helped because they knew we were both on the same page and then also everybody knew that this was good. And it's not just for her, you know, some of her sisters also have done it in the past too. So it, um, that was one thing with discipline that it, we had it written down in our plan and I tend to be more reactive. So it helped me a lot as a parent to just be able to like, okay, well, we already have this plan, so I don't have to be emotional about it. Um, when this happens, then we do this. Like it was just a very if and then. Um, and so that, that really helped me be a better parent too. Um, cause Derek's better at being more like, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, than I am. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. They did this now. What, now, what do I need to do? And so that, that helps me be more, um, like not emotional about it and just, okay, this is the facts. And, um, so that has helped too. And the other benefit of that too, with the discipline is one example, but really our entire parenting plan is the kids know what's on that parenting plan too. So, <laughs> you know, when, you know, there's a discipline episode that comes up, we're like, okay, well, you guys didn't know that this is the consequence. So it's not a surprise to them either. They, they know what the consequence is. They, they're, they're not mm -hmm. gonna, they don't really have any reason to argue about it because everyone's aware of that. Um, but other areas of our parenting plan. So I think the, the main things with our parenting plan or anyone's parenting plan is, is first, like I said, to make sure you're on the same page. We want parents to have a, a vision, a parenting vision. Uh, and then like Amy mentioned, a lot of those different um, aspects of parenting, such as spiritual discipline, education, technology, um, connection. I think every family is going to be a little bit different about what's most important to, to their family at that time. Um, but but it's important to look at those uh, parenting topics that are most important to your peer, to your family at that time and sit down and say, OK, well, let's come up with a plan that we're both in agreement on. And that's with and that's consistent with our vision and is also supportive of our our family's strengths, weaknesses and culture um, so, so that everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love something that you guys, well, a lot of what you guys said, one of the things was having that plan instead of being reactionary or responsive, then there there's you guys being on the same page. We know what we're doing in this situation. Right. And yeah. um, I love what you said at, at first, uh, seek God first, right. And in, in your, your steward there, it reminded me, so we've got three kids and uh, I just started praying to the Lord and just asking him how he sees each one of them. Right. Like, how do you see them? Like I'm, we're created in the image of God and he created them and has a has a plan and purpose for their lives. Right. And so and and I, I started um, started praying this and uh, our youngest son, y'all, he his voice is so loud. It is so loud and it carries and we would be in the car and he would just start 
talking, but it's so loud. And, and it used to get on my nerves. I'll be honest with you. I'm just, you know, it just <laughs> got on, you know what I'm saying? Like there are things and it just got on my nerves. But as I started praying, something powerful happened. The Lord started showing me that, that he has actually given him that voice for, as a gift that he's going to be using. And I started seeing, wow, he, it, it just totally changed my perspective of his voice is so strong. It really is like it carries so far. And that is a gift. And, yeah. and what it did for me, changing that perspective, it allowed me to see how to father him better and how to lead him better with, with those gifts. And so I love that, that you said, I want to ask you, and you guys touched on this a little bit about some of the things that you do and <clears throat> totally all in with you, what you're saying with church is important, you know, uh, Sunday school, all those kind of things are important, but so often we relegate all of the teaching to, to the professionals, right? Mm -hmm. Cause I'm not qualified. I'm yeah. not qualified. Right. And so any, any advice or any thoughts you could give to the parents who's like, I just, I don't know the Bible like I, I personally should. So I don't know if I don't feel qualified. Right. And so any any advice or thoughts for them? Yeah, I think a couple of things on that. Too. I, I agree with you. I think that's a lot of the culture is, hey, I, I'll, I'll turn this over to the professionals. I don't feel like I can do it. What happens if I run into questions? I think the things that, you know, I would say to that is, yeah, I mean, you don't have to be a professional to teach your children God's word. It can be um, just as simple as reading Bible stories with them. Um, sometimes we'll even just pull up an app on our, our phone, watch some Bible st stories there. Um, and if we do run into questions that we don't know about, then that's a great opportunity to learn with your child. Um, or you could, that's also a good opportunity to go to the pastor and say, hey, I was doing this uh, Bible study with my kid. We ran into this question. Can you help us in this situation? Um, so, yeah, and, and just start slow and easy. You don't have to dive into anything too complicated right away. Um, but yeah, anybody can do it. I think that's the the part that you need to get over is, yeah, anybody can do it. And regardless of where you are or your child is, it's going to be a blessing for your child. And it'll be a blessing for you too, because you'll both be learning along the way and be learning together. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like learning together. I mean, that's what I feel like I am like, my faith is just strengthened so much, just doing the stuff with the kids. Like, um, even no matter where I'm at. And there's so many great resources out there. I mean, online or even um, like we have some people's Bible, which is like a Bible commentary. There's amazing commentaries out there that if you do, because our son is 13 now, he's our oldest. And, and, you know, we're able to talk a little bit deeper. And so we're reading through a commentary and sometimes we just like discuss, wow, I never thought of it this way before. And so we're actually like, the more you read it too, the more, you know, the spirit is working in you and the more you want to read the Bible and be in his word and the same, and I can see it with the kids too. Like they're more excited about it because we've been doing it and the spirit is working in them too. Yeah, that's powerful. I love that. And and you said, um, one of the things that we've, we've done is we'll, we'll get around and we'll just you know, read something specific out of the Bible and uh, ask, hey, each person, hey, what, what what stood out to you? What do you see? And I have learned, like our kids see something sometimes as a, wow, I did not see that, right? And and they teach me. And so it's really powerful right there. Yeah. Um, 
And that the other thing I would say to that too is really kids are capable of a lot more than we than most people give them credit for. And that's something we've realized with our kids yeah. since we've been a lot more intentional is some of the things that I'm studying with our eight-year-old, you know, I I would have never guessed an eight-year-old could learn it or could could understand it. Um, so yeah, that's just another thing to keep in mind is most of the time kids are capable of learning and understanding a lot more than we give them credit for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd be curious a little bit, too, about, I mean, you guys are doing homeschool, and there, there's a lot of different thoughts on uh, public school, Christian school, homeschool, and those kind of things, and and, and I know this is this is very subjective to you and it's subjective to other people. I was, this is me personally, curious why you guys chose, uh, or what led to the decision to go, go the homeschool route? Um, so, we actually... We're not even thinking about homeschooling. And I was actually opposed to homeschooling. So it's something that kind of God kind of worked on my heart for a while. But we had heard about Acton Academy, like a non-traditional um, sort of school. And so we, Derek's like, hey, let's let's um, see if we could start one here because the schools in our area don't go through, there's no Christian school through high school. And we kind of wanted to find, we had thought about maybe starting a school, um, providing that for our community. Um, I don't think I realized how big of a task that was going to be. Um, so we started this. So we started this non-traditional school. Like we pulled our kids out and home homeschooled them for like a semester from like Christmas. It was four years ago. So like Christmas to the summer in this like newer non-traditional model where it's more learner driven, uh, more following their interests and more like figure, like learning what gifts and abilities that God has given them that they can then, you know, um, hone in and like bring to the world so that they can change the world. And um, so that was kind of where we were at. And we did that for one year. And then there was one other student besides our kids. And then after that year, he decided to go back to public school, which was fine because he wanted to be in sports and we clearly were not big enough to have sports. And so we um, seemed so obvious then that we should homeschool. Derek was like, well, maybe we should think about homeschooling. And I was like, that sounds so much easier than running a school and trying to figure all this out and having other kids under our care and trying to recruit more students. And I was like, be, being a teacher, I was, because I was imagining school at home and it's not the same as school at home. It is, so how I, we do our homeschool is family and then we fit school in, um, the learning time in, and like usually cause Derek's at work, we can do, like we'll do some of like basically in the morning is when we do like our school work, like our book work kind of or online learning. There's kind of some of both. We just kind of do an eclectic approach of the different subjects, what works best for us and depending on the kids and their learning. And then in the afternoon, they have time to explore their interests and learn things. And we do like harp lessons and piano lessons and um, gymnastics like in the afternoon. And then we and then we have family dinner time we we can because we got it all done all the fun stuff during the day and then we can just be at home in the evening and relax and that has been I think transformational for our family that's what we needed that's what I needed too I didn't realize how how busy I was and how going from one thing to the next I was I'm able to be a better parent because I have more space and more margin in my day just from how we arranged our schedule so I think that was, that was for our family. That's why we did it. It wasn't getting away from anything. Yeah. We still, you know, like Christian school is a good option. We never sent our kids to public school. 
um, just because we both went to Christian school growing up. And so that was kind of on the path we were at, but this has been, I mean, I'm learning a lot with the kids. I feel like I'm in school again, like, oh, this is interesting. And they're so much more curious about things, almost too curious. I'm almost too curious too, because I'm asking Derek all these questions and he's like, I don't need any more questions right now. <laughs> so it's been really, it's been really fun, a fun journey for us. Not every day is perfect. You know, we have hard days, but I think it helps me be a better parent because um, I have, I'm with the kids all day. It also makes them bond more together too, because um, they don't have friend, other friends around influencing them all day. Um, their, their siblings are their friends. We do get together with other homeschoolers and they get to spend time with them. But I think just the bonding that's taken place with them. And then if I figure if they can get along with each other, with siblings, they can get along with anyone. So it's yeah. great practice. And I tell them that all the time. They're probably sick of me saying that, but it's true. I mean, I think, because if any, if anyone like threatens one of the others, they all come and they're like, no, you don't talk to my sister that way. You know, they, they're very protective of each other. And, and I think that's good because their family's going to be with you for, for life because, you know, friends may come and go, but you're always, your sister's always your sister, you know, so. Love that. You said, uh, hey, if you can get along with your siblings, you can get along with anybody, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I, I want to ask you this, right? Um, I know, you know your, some of your main, your main topics that you help people with is on parenting. Uh, but even that, it, it probably, I'm assuming, has to flow with a great marriage relationship. And so I, I would love to hear because you, you guys are busy, right? Like you got four small kids, you're doing homeschooling. And Derek, I know, uh, you know, from my background, what is, you know, a little bit about what it's like to be an orthopedic surgeon, being around some of that. Um, what do you guys do to be intentional about your marriage and, and keeping that foundation there too? You want to say? Okay. Um, so yeah, actually one, one little thing that we've done, it's not so little, but like we're always um, at the end of the day, we come together and we have, a, we read a devotion together and we kind of talk over like our, our life vision, like for our family. Um, and then we talk about anything. I think just like that connection at the end of the day, like anything important that happened, I think. And then also, you know, just being in God's word together and reading God's word together and studying it together. And then we talk about it, like something that was interesting that we never thought of before. And even in our personal reading, um, that, you know, we'll talk about it. And I think the communication helps too. And then a couple times a year, we've been able to like both my parents and Derek's parents live nearby. And so we are able to go for a couple of days here and there. And then we have some time where we get to spend a couple of days together, um, at some retreat or something that we go to probably like three or four times a year, maybe. Um, so I think that has really helped too. Um, we have that intentional time with together without the kids, but we really do most, a lot of stuff with the kids, but we do. Yeah. Having, you know, Christ at the center of your marriage is really, I mean, that's, that's what it's really all about. So what else do you want to add? I mean, just, yeah, just on a day-to-day -day basis, kind of just a, another small thing that we do. It's a little bit hard to do when it's cold right now, but like it, during most of the year, um, we just, uh, if, if I'm working on something and want to take a break, we'll just both go outside and, and walk for 10 minutes. And then that just gives us a chance to kind of talk about what we're working on, what we're thinking about. Um, and just a real um, simple but impactful way to connect on a regular basis as a couple as well. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. 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 
I love that. And and even what I hear and what you guys are saying is I know you're doing intentional parenting, but it's also intentional uh, time together, intentional talking. Um, I've got a friend, he's a, he's an older gentleman. And uh, one of the things I love what he says is he says he'll wake his wife up and uh, he's again, older couple. And uh, he's got a nickname for her. He calls her baby cakes. <laughs> and he says, I'm, I'm in pursuit of you today, baby cakes. Right. And just, you know, just, just stuff like that of intentionally being time, spending time together, intentionally talking. And uh, I love that intentionally pursuing baby cakes. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, um, I, I wanted to ask you guys one last question there and, and let's, uh, you know, maybe somebody's listening is like, I, I really want to start that. Um, but it just maybe feels big to me if there's just one super simple first step for me to start being intentional about my parenting. Any advice there? If there's one simple, small step that you would have uh, for somebody listening. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I agree with you. I think, you know, when you hear the whole framework and you hear all the steps that it takes, it, it does sound like a lot, a lot of work. Um, I think, you know, personally, like, like we were probably just talking about, I think the first step is to be on the same page as, as your spouse. If you're not on the same page, it's going to be really hard to be intentional in your parenting. So I, I think the first thing that you could do if you're not already doing it is just start doing a daily Bible reading with your spouse. I think that will that will be a good step to really start transforming your marriage, which will then lead to a more intentional, intentional parenting life as well. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I think that's really important. I like it from the family perspective. I think one thing that we started doing that like at the beginning that was really intentional was the family dinner time or like having um, it's on our website. It's called the Family Huddle Guide. It's a free resource, but we started doing this a while ago, and it it's transformational. I'm just doing a little kind of like meeting, but it's like fun. Just say what's your favorite thing, what's your hardest thing from the day, and we go around the table at supper time. Um, I mean, there's there's um, there's resources that say like the more family dinners you can have together, the more like well rounded your kids are, and and then not just eating together, but, you know, like having those conversations. And then that's also when we do our family worship time. So, you know, doing a devotion. So even if you just did, you just pick a time to do it, even if it doesn't work for supper, if you have activities, maybe see if the morning works or riding in the car together, if you're all in the same vehicle or pick right after school, if you send your kids to school, find a time that works for your family that everybody can be together and just have those conversations. Cause I think a lot of times we get into like this parallel mode where, you know, we're all kind of living our own life. We're in the same house, but we're not, you know, interacting and talking and you don't know what's going on with other people. And that works. I mean, with your marriage too. I mean, you need to know your husband and you need to be talking to your spouse and you need to be talking. And then also, you know, including the kids too. So I think the one thing would be like finding a time where your family can get together besides what David said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That is so good. And, and hey, uh, really appreciate you guys coming on. And and if somebody is listening, they want to know more about that that resource, but also get your your book or maybe connect with you. What's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you guys? Because on our website is faithfulparent.org. And that's probably the easiest way. We're also on um, Instagram and Facebook if you like social media. Okay, awesome. Well, well, I'll I'll make sure we'll have that in the show notes uh, below, and then uh, yeah, hold up hold up your book right there. We've got it 
Uh, yeah, we have our book. It's called A Chance to Change. Nice. Okay, awesome. So make sure you guys uh, go to the website and check that out. I'll have it in the show notes below and you can click on that, connect with them. And I just want to say, uh, Derek and Amy, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for adding value to our listeners today. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you guys for taking a listen. I hope today added value to you. I truly do. Make sure you like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with the latest episodes of the Corey Lee Show. And hey, if if Derek and Amy have shared something that impacted you, uh, comment or share it uh, below and I'll make sure to get that to them. We appreciate you guys. Hope you have an awesome day and God bless. Three, two, one. Thanks for joining me today. I hope I have added value to you. And if you have found value in this episode, let me know. Drop a comment and make sure you share with a friend or family member. See you next episode.